the end game is a more diversified economy with better jobs, more opportunities for work for their population, and also more opportunities for revenues for their budget. Hello, this is the Weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're talking about commodities and the challenges that developing countries face in adding value to their exports. Commodities cover everything from oranges to oil and timber to gold, and every economy needs them to run and grow. But a wealth of resources doesn't always translate into real wealth or development. Countries that rely very heavily on exporting their commodities can face fickle swings in markets. If prices drop, then revenues drop, but the costs of production stay the same. Many developing countries are especially vulnerable because they ship raw materials for others to process rather than adding value themselves. I'm joined now by Clovis Freire, Chief of the Commodity Research and Analysis Section, a computer engineer and economist. He also likes to spend his time doing endurance running and marathons. Well, welcome back, Clovis. Tell me, what are the main commodities and the factors that shape prices and their supply? Commodities are these primary goods that are sold to consumers or producers almost as we find them in nature. So we can classify commodities in three big groups. The first one would be agricultural commodities like food, rice, sugar, wheat, maize. We have uh, beverages like cocoa, tea, coffee. Mm. Vegetable oils like soybean oil or palm tree oil. And of course, raw materials that are agricultural raw materials like cotton or rubber. The second big category is uh, minerals and metals. We have zinc, nickel, cobalt, lithium, but also precious metals like uh, gold or silver. And the third big category is energy. So we have oil, gas, coal, but also renewable energy uh, sources. In relation to the price, we have to understand that the supply and demand of these commodities are very static in the short term. For example, if you have a big increase in price of wheat, people will not change their consumption of bread. Their habits of consumption are very sticky. The same with the production. If you have all of a sudden a big demand for cobalt or lithium because you need for the electric vehicles, to start a new mining and processing will take years. So in the short term, you cannot have a big variation. So whenever you have a shock, either on the supply side or the demand side, or even variations in the supply side and demand side, the only thing that can compensate or vary is the price. So the price becomes very volatile because of that. So when we think about supply shocks, we can have things like floods or droughts or even pests or disease in agriculture. And we can think about uh, demand side shocks We can have something like the pandemic that changed the way that people live and then consume things and, of course, primary goods. 
But apart from the supply demand sides, we also have other drivers like geopolitical events. What comes to our mind is the war in Ukraine that has a big impact on the price of grains, of fertilizers, and so on. We also have trade uh, shocks or trade aspects, like if a country decides to have a ban on exports of a primary product, that would affect the market. Most of these commodities, they also are priced in US dollars. So any variation on the exchange rate of a country compared with the US dollars make a big change on the price of the product. Tell me more about the challenges and opportunities for developing countries, particularly that rely so heavily on exporting their commodities. In UNCTAD, we even have a classification of commodity-dependent developing country that we classify them as countries that rely over 60% of the exports are primary products. Out of 195 countries that are members of UNCTAD, 95 are commodity-dependent developing countries. So you see it's a very prevalent condition. It's not only that the country rely on export, that is like the symptom of a condition of low level of development. Out of 32 countries with the lowest human development index, 29 are commodity-dependent developing countries. These countries have low productivity levels. They have unstable macroeconomic conditions, low income and revenues, and also unstable political situation because of that. So we have to consider that as a condition. And it's part of the globalization. Mm. They are asked to provide these primary goods. In exchange of that, they import all sorts of products. So this is their comparative advantage. So they become specialized in goods that are not very profitable, productive, or or don't generate the possibilities of uh, productivity growth. And the big problem is that this is a very sticky situation. It's very rare the cases of countries that were able to get out of that situation in the past decades. So to do that, countries have to diversify. That's the only long-term solution to that, diversify their production. The problem is that they rely on one or few products that they don't set the price, that they rely quite a lot on their budget on that as well. And when the price of those commodities is high, their incentive is to do more of that. And when the price uh, go down, they don't have any money to invest in other things. So the situation become very uh, tricky. But the long-term solution would be the economic diversification. And they can use their commodities as a basis for diversification, adding value to these commodities, moving up in the supply chain that these commodities are part of. For example, if they are related to critical minerals like cobalt, uh, lithium, nickel, and so on, they can go up in the value chain up to the electric uh, battery vehicle, for example. There are opportunities there on this path, but this is not enough. The country really has to broaden its production base and diversify beyond that. And to do that, it can use the revenues of the commodity sector to invest in diversifying their production. 
but that would require a strong um, role of the state in guiding that process. How can developing countries add value to their exports when they're struggling so much at the moment with debt? And of course, customers want to buy everything as cheaply as possible. Yeah, it's true. But we have to think that as a transformation process, a growth process. The end game is the more diversified economy with better jobs, more opportunities for work for their population, and also more opportunities for revenues for their budget, where they can use a more diversified economy to get their budget out of that and then invest in health, in education, and so on. And for the countries that are consumer of the commodities, you have to think that these countries would also benefit on the long term to have stronger and more developed partners. You see, more advanced economies, developed countries, they trade the most among themselves. So the more countries are able to reach that level, more they have the opportunity to have a bigger market for their products, but also to be able to import more a variety level of products, goods and services. We've all seen these huge swings in food and fuel prices lately. How much of this is actually shaped by commodity traders and speculators? You are mentioning what we call the financialization of the commodity markets. That is this a bigger role that uh, financial actors and financial markets play in the commodity market and the price. And we saw the heyday of the financialization in the period from 2004 to the financial crisis in 2007-2008. But in the latest changes and variation in price volatility that we have seen in the previous year, they are mostly related to these shocks of the pandemic and the consequence of the pandemic and, of course, of the war in Ukraine. Thank you so much for that update, Clovis. That was UNCTAD's Clovis Freire, who was this week's guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. And there's even more on our website, ungted.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.